Hey, Michigan Maniacs, this is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is Ask Me Anything Part 2. Now, the reason why it's Part 2 is because um, a little behind-the-scenes thing is um, my phone fell out of my shirt at work, and I'm, I work for an airline. My shirt fell on my phone fell about 10 feet out of the plane. And landed and kind of broke. So when, well, not really broke because I could still use it. It just jacked it up quite a bit. So when I was trying to use it to get all the questions in line, I screwed something up or I didn't see it or something happened. And I left off two very important um, Michigan maniacs who sent me some questions. And I didn't want to, like, screw them over on the first uh, ask me anything of the year. So I decided to make a part two. Um, so with that, let's get into it. I'm going to use my broken ass phone here to get into things. Um, let's see here. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure this is a fake name, but Johnny Ding Dong, uh, <laughs> asks, why will this year why will this year's end result be different? Um, and I would assume he's mentioning, uh, why will this one be different from uh, last year? Well, I'll be honest. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons why I think this one's going to be different from last year. I think it's a good question. Because I don't think there's a lot that has been covered on this or delved into. Uh, if you really look into the numbers from last year, uh, 63 touches. Now, now listen to this. This is what shocked the hell out of me when I actually looked it up. 63 touches. So close to about 70% of the offense uh, output last year in this 27-24 to 24 loss. 63 of those touches were for Joe Milton in some shape or form. You know what I mean? Running, passing. Uh, you could say, well... Anything, it's 100%. But, I mean, where he's directly uh, affecting the play. You know what I mean? Like, whatever it is. It, I thought it was a weird stat, too, but still. 63. You know how many... Um, do you know how many touches Haskins and Coram got? I think they got less than 15 touches combined. So you've got... Joe Milton, who's sitting on the bench for Tennessee, getting over 63 touches, and Corman Haskins getting less than 15 touches. Now, I'm sure we had Charbonnet, so I'm sure he mixed in some of this equation. But still, if that doesn't give you an idea how fucked up Michigan's offensive like presence or ideas or uh, thought process or whatever it was, where it was at in 2020, that goes to show you. Uh, Mr. Interception overthrow himself, right? So that's one of them. I think he's gone. Now, obviously, Haskins and Corm are getting way more attention. I think that right there tells you how it's going to be different on the offensive side. But also, too, think about this, okay? And I, I might have mentioned this before, but... Pay and Hutchinson were both out of the game. Both. They were both hurt. 
I think Hutchinson got hurt in the first quarter. I want to say, and Pay was already hurt from the week previous. So it was against uh, Minnesota, I think he got hurt. But um, both of our high-class high rushers completely out. So Rocky Lombardi was able to sit back there and toss it all day to Ricky White, which no one knew who he was, by the way, right? Even though he wasn't the number one target, still our cornerbacks had no effing idea who Ricky White was. So with that, that's going to be different. In almost every statistical thing you can look up, Michigan is doing better than Michigan State. So all you stat hogs or stat hoes can look at that and still Michigan's doing better. Like this is going to be different because a healthy Aiden Hutchinson, a healthy Josh Ross, they both come back to make a difference. A new defensive coordinator and defensive coaches, just staff in general, is there to... I mean, obviously, our defense looks way better. And they're teaching our cornerbacks exactly what they need to be doing against deep threats. I mean, Vincent Gray, DJ Turner, and Jamon Green have both said, all three of them have said, bring it on. If you're going to go deep on us, bring it the fuck on. We're ready to go. And if DJ Turner ends up being who I think he is, and go back and check the episodes, I said he's going to be one of the breakout players of the year. Uh, at the beginning of the season, I lost a little faith mid-season only because I we hadn't seen him. I mean, I'm only a human. I didn't see him. But this Northwestern game, if he ends up being who, he, who I think he's going to be, you guys better bend over backwards and just say that. This podcast is one of the best podcasts ever because I'm coming out with takes that no one's coming up with. No one. And we can go over the numerous takes that I got right. Urban Meyer coming up with his, another fake illness to get out of the the Ohio State gig. Uh, Dylan McCaffrey, which most of you gave me shit about. Most of you gave me shit about. Dylan McCaffrey leaving and going to northern Colorado, UNC, to play with his fucking dad. I got that right. No one else got that right. I got that right a year before it even happened. So if I get this one right, too... Well, why, why, why am I not the number one Michigan podcast in all the land? I don't know why, because none of the dudes that you guys are wasting your time listening to even got the any of these right until after I said it first. Look it up. I'm not even bullshitting. Look it up. There are dates. These things are 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 documented. I was way ahead of them. Okay, so <laughs> now that I'm done. Uh, going crazy also too um adding on why this is this week's going to be different there were 10 penalties 10 penalties and i think all 10 of them were on the defense uh eight probably uh pass interference (laughs) probably so i don't think that's happening this year i think our defensive backs are ready for that so i don't think that's happening that's why i came up with 34 to 17 Uh, Out of the Blue also copied my score, which, okay, obviously it's it's not, you know, uh, oh, I created it, so you can't come up with it either. But still, let's face it. I really am one of the better podcasts, and I need to be 
well, you know what? Fuck it. If no one wants to listen, that's fine. I'm just happy you guys do. And we'll continue to be the most bomb-ass fucking podcast in this whole Michigan sphere. And if no one else wants to recognize it, then they can all suck a butt. I don't care. That's how it's going to go. So, booyah. Here we go. I'm kicking ass. Um, oh, also, guys. Hey, I did a halftime. Or, I didn't halftime. I did a pregame speech. Uh, as if as, if Harbaugh ever asked me to come in and talk to the team, which would never happen. But if he did, how I would approach riling these guys up to take the field, to kick the shit out of Michigan State. It's only about four minutes long. It's not, you know, it won't take too much out of your time. Check it out. Let me know if you like it. And if you don't like it, don't tell me because I'm going to make fun of you anyway. So don't do it. Um, Just let me know if you like it. Yeah, it's my podcast. I can be ridiculous if I want to. If I only want to hear positive things, that's all I want to hear. So deal with it. Um, But yeah, I think it's pretty good. I'm hoping it's pretty good because like I said... I'm not really gauging it for real uh, real critique. <laughs> so, let's get into this. Oh, one of my favorite... One of the main reasons why I redid this episode or created a part two was for this one guy, Gabe. My buddy Gabe, he has been a hardcore maniac for a long, long, long time. So, he's one of the main reasons why I did this episode. And through my phone breaking and all this baloney, uh, I... F- totally spaced out his question or I didn't see it or his questions. So I wanted to give him the respect that he deserves. So Gabe, here we go. Do you think Penn State is all that in a bag of tater chips? I've never heard tater chips before, but I fucking love it, by the way. Um, I'm thinking not unless they got caught looking ahead to OSU. Well, they probably did get caught looking ahead to OSU, but also um, I think... Uh, their quarterback isn't as healthy as they want him to be. I think he's still overcoming some shit. Uh, Illinois was primed to beat this team, or whoever. They were primed to be competitive, whoever they were going to be facing, unless it was Ohio State or us, because we're the two dominant teams in the Big Ten. Um, Just because he called out his team prior to this game, so he's going to rile them up to fight to see if they have any fight in them. Uh, I think they got caught looking. Also, I don't think Penn State's that great, to be quite honest. I don't think they're a, the bag of, of tater chips, as we say. Uh, so, yeah, I think they totally got caught looking. Also, they're just not as good as we think they are. Um, two, if J.J. was to start, what do you think our record would be after 12 games? And do you think it would be if we – oh, what it would be if we kept Caden there all year? Whew, that's a real good question. Like I said, it was kind of similar to the one that was asked. If I could pick one win, which one would it be? It's kind of the same thing. I think I we don't we don't get to twelve and zero. I don't think with Cade McNamara as as Cade McNamara stated now. Now, if Cade McNamara finds his deep ball. Cade McNamara becomes more of a pat, more accurate as a passer. I'm I, I'm becoming more and more of a fan of Cade McNamara, just because of his leader, his leadership skills. Right, 
his passing leaves something to be whatever. So I would say Cade McNamara gets us a 10 to 2 low. Uh, actually, absolute low bottom bottom feeding level. I think McNamara gets us 9 and 3. At the maximum, Mac, uh, the maximum record we can get with, Ma- with McNamara is 11 and 1. I think maximum output with, uh, with JJ is 12 and 0. Big Ten title, national title, because I've been, I've been saying national title with JJ for now three years, two years, ever since I found out this kid was over a year. Then oh, let's just say over a year. I've been saying this for over a year now, because once he hard committed to Michigan, I started once I started looking at his film and seeing what this kid can do, and, and not even what he does on the field. I am talking about who he is as a fucking person. Watch his interviews and watch him and tell me you don't think, holy shit, this dude's a leader. This guy's leading us to the fucking promised land. Okay? So, yeah, I think with with JJ, we could get to 12-0. and 0. I really do. I think we could. Um, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Oh, <laughs> uh, so he asks, why in the hell, why in the hell you wait so long to start and ask me anything? And I, I think I answered this in the first episode or part one was there's just so many mailbag slash ask me anything. I just figured you guys got your fill of other people's takes on stuff and I just wouldn't want to regurgitate some stuff of, of some questions that might be obvious so I didn't want to do that to you guys. I wanted to always give you something fresh. That was mainly the real reason why. Um, the other question is, um, let's see. Oh, <laughs> fill in the blank. Let's go blank. Here's a hint. He is a popular NASCAR driver who recently won, and now the whole world is chanting his name. So yes, absolutely. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Big fan of Let's Go, Brandon. I think one, to tell you the truth, it is absolutely hilarious. 100% absolutely hilarious, okay? Um, okay, also, my fault. I forgot one more thing. Uh, Johnny Ding Dong sent this out. He goes, uh, what are the downfalls to starting JJ now? Uh, and what is up with this? Uh, Are you worried? Oh, no. Here, I'm sorry. What is the downfalls of starting JJ now? And are you worried that they're burning his red shirt? (laughs) Okay. First of all, before I get to why we should start JJ now or not, this this red shirt thing, (laughs) it's ridiculous. Who gives a shit about a red shirt? Do you, to anyone out there, do you really believe JJ McCarthy or even... Donovan Edwards are going to be here for four fucking years. Do you think that talent level, those two with the talent level they have, do you think they're really going to be here for four years? Are you nuts? There's no way. There's no red shirt involved. No one said, do you think they're going to be, are you guys worried to Clemson? Hey, Clemson, are you worried about burning uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence's uh, red shirt? 
No one's ever said that. And no one should ever say this about J.J. McCarthy. He's not staying his four years. He's gone his junior year. As soon as college football will let him go into the pros, he's going to the pros. Same with Donovan Edwards. That's it. So Michigan's got to utilize the, the limited amount of time that they have with this, these two amazing fucking talents that they got. They have to utilize them now. They can't be like, oh, well, we have to worry about the red shirt. Why? Why are we wasting time? You think, I mean, it's mind-boggling that people would even think that J.J. McCarthy or Donovan Edwards would even use a red shirt. It's ridiculous. You've seen them play, right? <laughs> There's no way they're using their red shirt. Who gives a shit? Move on. And then two. Um, I don't know. I don't. I. I, I love JJ. And if they started him and he had a d- disastrous, let's say he had a disastrous start, right? Let's say they start him against Michigan State, and I would never say anybody would have a John O'Corn evening or afternoon. Uh, with five turnovers, three, what was it, three interceptions, two fumbles, I think it was, and we still only lose 14 to 10 to Michigan State. That that goes to show you how awful Michigan State really is as a team. If you just really think about it, look at the look at the losses we have. Okay, I'm I'm going to I'm going to completely go off track on this on this answer real quick, but I just want you to look at this. 2015, both ranked. Michigan loses on a fucked up fucking punt. Okay, a punt goes wrong and Michigan State wins. Also in that game, we couldn't get five yards to win the game rushing when it needed the most. Do you think we couldn't get five yards this year? I know we can get five yards this year. Anyways, but botched punt 2015. 2017, John O'Corn, in a driving rainstorm, three interceptions, two fumbles, or two interceptions, three fumbles, whatever it was. It was five turnovers by John O'Corn himself, and they only win 14 to 10, and it was because the game-winning touchdown was called back as a hold when we threw it to, I don't know, one of the tight ends in the end zone. The guy who plays for the Steelers, who I didn't think was going to make it out of his rookie year. Because um, he's a big, whiny bitch. Uh, also, 2000, we win 2018, we win 2019, and, two, and 2020. What happens? Don Brown doesn't teach any type of defense. Not at all. None of it, even... Uh, even the defensive back court, uh, coordinator doesn't teach any type of defense. No one knows about Ricky White. Not that he was supposed to be the number one wide receiver, but you should know everybody who's on the fucking team, right? Doesn't teach any of that. They do man-to-man. Uh, obviously, uh, Ambry Thomas, our number one guy, is not there. Tell me we don't win last season with how bad we even played. We don't win last season if Ambry Thomas isn't playing. You don't. You think Ricky White's going to fucking do what he did last season to Ambry fucking Thomas? You think that's going to happen? That ain't going to happen. They get lucky every time in the Harbaugh era. They get lucky to beat us. And also, while I'm on the topic, they are a disgrace. No one gives a shit about Michigan State. 
No one. To give you a, just give you a hint or actually proof why no one cares about Michigan State, ESPN did a game, college game day preview of this game. And you know who they focused all on? Michigan. They focused on Michigan. They barely mentioned Michigan State. Go back, YouTube it. Look at the comments. Michigan State fans are losing their mind. <laughs> it's fantastic. No one cares about Michigan State. The only reason why anybody even knows who Michigan State is is because Michigan Wolverines are in the same effing state. That's the only reason why the Michigan State Spartans are even mentioned in anything. Anything. No one gives a fuck about them. No one. Nationally, state-wise, no one gives a fucking shit outside of that garbage little town. I mean, even people in Flint are like, I'd much rather drink poison water than live in East Lansing. For God's sakes, it's a fucking shithole. I'm done. It's proven. It's over. This I hate the fact that we even have to we're even three and three with this garbage shit. I hate it. I absolutely fucking hate it. But anyways, getting back to the question at hand. Um, even if JJ had a horrible start or had one to two bad games, you don't ever go back to Cade McNamara. Once you make the decision to go with JJ McCarthy, that's your decision. Because going back is so disastrous of an idea that it's not even worth thinking about. Thinking about revisiting any of it. Cade McNamara, if he ever loses his job to J.J. McCarthy, I would respect him if he went into the transfer portal and he went somewhere else. I would absolutely respect it. I would wish him the best of luck anywhere and everywhere he goes. I'm just telling you right now, that's just not going to happen. J.J. McCarthy, once he gets a starting job, that's what he's going to get. They're never going to turn back and look at it. So that is part two, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, <laughs> it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine, and we are going to beat the shit out of Michigan State. 34-17, that's my call. And if we lose, God help us, because it's going to be a fucking miserable rest of the season. Um... And, you know, hey, right now it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. We'll see tomorrow what happens. And forever and always, go blue.